Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Yes Anyway podcast. These are conversations from the heart where you know you have something deep inside of you that you have to say yes to, even if it makes no sense to you or anybody else, truly. And they're all inspiring stories from some of the most incredible humans. And I'm excited for you guys to hear from today. They're great friends of mine. So today we have Abby and Eric. They're a husband and wife duo. Hello. Parents to a sweet little girl. They're great friends of mine. They're incredible dancers. Like truly, I want to dance like them. They're like goals. Yes. And they're epic creative arts enthusiasts and educators all over the entire world. So they've built this company together that I'm also excited for you guys to hear about called A&E Creative and we're going to learn more. So anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you guys are here. Hi, <laughs> Thanks for having us. Oh my gosh, oh, so long good. Time friend. I oh know. Gosh. It's so crazy to think back. I was actually thinking that because yeah, Eric and I knew each other from middle school and I just remember even like the lip syncing and you were like truly, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you were like, who we all wanted to see like we were like okay we want to go to the lip sync and to these shows to make sure that we can watch spider <laughs> do his right, epic right. dance moves it wasn't it was like me dylan joey i feel like there was a few others that were always yeah. just like highlights but definitely dance that was my kind of thing but i've always you know i always loved being around that i mean i think it was cool like those teachers gave us the opportunity to let us go wild for a little bit so that was always fun but the lip syncs i haven't thought about that in so long <laughs> that's truly like the thing that i think about when i think of you way back then <laughs> anyway so funny i love it he still does those types of things oh maybe I, not that open so much but at home it's very normal oh i'm straight sure. out of the shower yeah <laughs> yeah straight out of the shower boom <laughs> i love that for okay, sure. cool. Well, um, Eric, kind of random, but what do you love about yourself and your life right now? Myself? Yeah, what I do you think... love about yourself and your life? Oh, well, <laughs> shrivels <laughs> back into myself. Like, oh. oh, my gosh. I think the number one thing is my girls is kind of like, that's my constant. That's my happy. That's my light. Um, my little Stella and Abby, I think having my family um, our little family together uh, all the time. Like that's always just been the biggest blessing. Even like, you know, Stella was a, uh, sorry, I'm jumping right into Stella. Here we go. <laughs> I told you. I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> she was a he's like, I don't want to talk too much about Stella. And she's like, he's going <laughs> to. Like, first thing. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's the boss. Um, yeah, she's like the quarantine baby. And it, it was like hard time for, you know, us and hard time for everybody around the world. But the plus side of that, the positive side was like, I got to witness every step, every little nuance of her life I was there for. So super grateful for that and still get to witness every part of it now. So mm. this is wild. She's chopsticks for the first time the other day we went to eat pho so i feel like Stop. i did my yeah <laughs> you'll have <laughs> to go back it up in like five yeah. seconds so. oh that's so yeah. good okay yeah. i love that yeah and it's it's interesting too because i think about you guys which we'll talk a little bit more later but you guys being like the type of couple that's not the status quo couple but you're still really involved you know in your daughter's life and that's because it's a big priority for you guys um so 
before we get like two ahead, what I would love maybe Abby, if you share a little bit of the backstory of who you guys even are and like, sure. so you individually, and then we can go into Eric and then how you guys even, you know, became this duo couple as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Sure. So, um, backstory, you know, we we're both dancers, mm-hmm. uh, always, I think that's kind of our initial connection was, was through dance and what really brought us together. Um, yeah, I came from the Midwest and of course, you know, he's from like you from Washington. West Coast, baby. And, um, yeah, we, we were, we were friends for a long time before we started dating. We were in a performance group together. We got to travel the world tour, teach. Um, we've taught tens of thousands of kids probably throughout the years, um, which I love. Um, and so I think all of that kind of culminated and brought us together. We started dating back in 2008 and um yeah the arts has always been kind of our connecting i'd say the arts and probably travel has what is what really like connects us and had bonded us from the beginning and um yeah so things progressed and we then got engaged and we got married in 2015 and um i guess kind of just really briefly we'll probably go into this later too but what briefly like kind of got us to now is I think, you know, when 2020 hit and our career was, you know, deemed it wasn't essential at the time. And so we were back at, you know, kind of ground zero trying to like figure out what are we doing? What are we going to do? We have a baby, a brand new three month old baby. How are we going to, you know, survive this? (laughs) And, um, Yeah, we started hosting just every Saturday. I think it was a way for us to just still feel connected to people outside of our little apartment. But um, we started hosting these kind of just free dance classes. We just went live on Facebook and Instagram. We're like, if anybody wants to join us, we'll be teaching a combo here, like, you know, on Saturday morning at 11. And that was like Stella's nap time. So (laughs) yes, you did. You did. And I, that was just, I don't know. We were just kind of like grasping at anything we could to like stay connected to people and to still be dancing and just keep that relevant in our lives, you know? So um, I think that was kind of the spark that we were like, let's build on this. Like mm-hmm. we love doing this together, encouraging and uplifting people. We love dance. We love, so how can we just use all of those tools to kind of build our life? Mm-hmm. And um I think that is really what like was the catalyst behind AE Creative mm. and us making a decision to just go for it. Wow. Um, so, so yeah. When you guys met, of course you said, you know, like, and I remember meeting you, Abby, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Like, please stick around. I thought the same yes. about you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, she's great. Did we just become best friends. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, but did you guys ever think that, because of course you guys were both dancing and you guys were both, you know, traveling the world. Like, did you guys ever think that you would create something together or did you just think like, okay, cool. We're just going to keep doing what we love and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. It was totally that it was very organic, very natural. We never came into our relationship thinking like, oh yeah, we're both even entrepreneurship. Like the thought of that for both of us was so far out of the realm of, you know, we were creatives first. Mm-hmm. We still are creatives first. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. um, I think that's what entrepreneurship is really, oh, but yeah, is. we were, yeah. And so no, that thought to me, at least never crossed my mind. It, it would, it would happen very 
organically. Yeah. For me, I was like, my mindset was like, I'm going in performer all the way. I'm going to be in all the music videos, and television and Broadway and all that stuff. And, you know, um, that was my like through line. And then, uh, of course, love will find a way <laughs> to, to make its way in our life and, and shift things, you know, and like take your plan of what you think your life's going to be and just go, no, boom. So how was that? Like you were so focused on that and then, you know, love came in. Did it switch then or was it later on through life, you know, after you guys were married and things started to shift like priorities and stuff like that? Like, how was that? For me, um, like it kind of came like right slow, slowly, gradually. But yeah, I was like, I'm spending so much time going to auditions, networking, you know, traveling, meeting people. And then that time um, was either I'm like fully invested in that, but then is there time for this? And Mm -hmm. so for me, I'm like, this is super important to me. So can I do both and navigate that? And I did that for a while. And then over time, I was like, this is more important. And so that's, that's kind of like where life started to tilt that direction. And then I was like, this is fun. Let's keep exploring this. And maybe there's opportunity here for that as well. So, yeah. Mm, wow. I think it's just been a constant, like, let's try to figure this out as we go. Mm. Like constantly. That's, that's never changed for us. I, I never feel like I have like know the right thing to do. You know, it's all just like trial and error. And mm. I think that's what's, brought us here and I think that's what's going to continue like just taking us forward mm. you know yeah, that's really forward. encouraging because I think at the end of the day like nobody really knows what they're doing like everybody that's like I know and this is the way and everybody's truly just trying to figure it out like really and so I admire that you guys like I don't know did you guys have that kind of as like a base from your relationship just through conversation like hey like let's try this. This is working or this not working because I know with both of you guys being very much in the creative arts, it pulls you in so many different directions. Like how do you, I guess, like come to those like hard conversations and be like, okay, what you've been doing isn't working or what I've been doing isn't working. So I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. Like, I think, you know, there's a lot of ways that people think relationships or creativity or work is supposed to go and you guys have a beautiful way not perfect but a beautiful way of like navigating it like you said Abby so maybe Eric you talk about that first rock paper scissors <laughs> rock paper scissors oh, oh. oh paper. who's got scissors it again. who's got it okay oh, okay so who's got it? from my my perspective <laughs> this is how we you know solve issues sometimes oh, this is perfect. This is rock paper scissors um from my perspective (laughs) this might sound naive but like it wasn't strategic like we were just we like being creative people Mm -hmm. and we were just finding ways of doing things and as we were finding ways some of the things worked some of the things really didn't work Mm -hmm. and we just wanted to keep moving with the things that worked because that was that what we felt you know what we felt was better so I, I really think that's just what's continued the way it's continued for us. I think now we're getting to the point as we're, as we're really growing that 
obviously you need to kind of strategize and really kind of come up with plans and, you know, be a lot more strategic than like how it organically came up. So I think we're kind of in this shifting of seasons Mm -hmm. um, where now it's just a little bit more, there's a lot more like focus to it as opposed Mm -hmm. to just this broad sense of let's just try everything. (laughs) But I think that's what like a growth is about, you know, Mm -hmm. just trying on different things and see kind of what works for us. Mm Well, and they're like, it's, I feel like it's different if you're doing it yourself. And then when you have a partner and then when you have a child, you know, it's like getting to that point of you're used to trying everything, being super creative. And then there's like a day maybe, or maybe just like, okay, like, how do we do this now in a new way? you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you, mm-hmm. what helps you, Eric? Cause I know something keeps you solid and grounded with making decisions along the way. Like what helps you? I think um, for me, like my background is, is I come from a um, family that has a strong anchor or roots in faith and uh, religious beliefs. I, you know, wrestled with that over time with my identity and what I believe, you know, when I ventured out on my own, thinking about like when we met was like fresh out of high school, right? We're like 18, 19 years old, twenties, a whole new state, like big city, big dreams, aspirations. And yeah, we're going to just take risks. That's the time to do it and take chances and be free and uh, learn from those mistakes along the way. And then fast forward 10 years and we start hitting our thirties we've gained some life experience and some wisdom from those <laughs> different pathways that we've decided to take. Right. Um, and then even moving forward into 2020, when we had Stella just during that time, like nobody knew the world was going to stop at that moment. Like, no, it's not a part of the plan to have a child. And then the world <laughs> stops and, you know, the economy is like, boom. And and a lot of us and businesses are still feeling the effects of that. Um, But yeah, I think the core anchor of what keeps that ship still like on the path of forward progression and not, you know, varying off too far, what keeps us always um, together to me is that my faith and and my background and my beliefs, in Jesus Christ. And I think that's a really cool guideline, that book um, and suggestions of like, Hey, here's a pathway of, you know, how to live or how to lead or how to think, uh, learn for yourself, but also like, you know, there's a lot of wisdom there. So um, that's always kind of been like my, my source or my, my North star, if you will. Yeah, totally love that. Yeah. And, and I know that sometimes too, you know, there's like the way of, of, okay, this is how, um, the traditional man of the household is supposed to be, or take care of this or take care of that. Like, what do you feel maybe from that big shift of having Stella? And then, cause you guys have made a lot of big moves and a lot of big decisions and, um, a lot of things that are not very conventional. Like, how is that for you as like a father and a husband, like what have you had to navigate internally as well as like, you know, how you try to navigate, I guess, the family and business. Yeah. So it's kind of a little bit triggering for me. Some of those words, like, mm-hmm. like masculinity, manhood, like, all that, like, right. So 
you know, it always ties back to your family lineage. You know, was there, did you have a father figure um, in your life growing up? What was that relationship like? Everybody's story is different. Um, and I'm a male dancer. That in itself is, you know, a little bit out of the norm. Um, I've always been out of the norm type of person. You know, you, um, I didn't follow the, the path that everybody else took. I always was curious about, you know, what's, what's going on over here. Uh, let's go explore that a little bit. So uh, coming up with challenges, facing challenges is, is nothing new for me. That's kind of my norm and figuring out a way around or through um, or under uh, the walls. Um, that's just like, I feel like how I, I live in a constant state. Um, but yeah, how, how can I still represent what being a man and uh, portray that part of myself? Because I do have those masculine sides of me. I have those feminine sides of me that I'm okay with. And I identify those. And when we went into this partnership together of like, all right, well, how are we going to do this with a marriage and raising a kid? And, um, you know, in our lifestyle, we'd always, I'd always come across that with the idea of like, all right, we're, let's just cut it straight down the middle. Let's just do 50, 50. You're not always going to be a hundred percent. I'm not always going to be a hundred percent. So on those days, we got to cover each other's backs. And sure, there's those days where we clash and we're both not at 100. We're both like gassed out <laughs> on empty and running on fumes. And so those are the challenging days. Um, so, you know, but I think uh, as far as um, setting an example for, you know, manhood and traditionally what leading a family looks like, I don't have that um, in our family dynamic. I, you know, sure. I, I, I'm a talker and I like to speak a lot, but when it comes to our decisions, we always go about it, bouncing each other's ideas off each other. You know, um, you're in this time, it's my turn. Um, and I'm a firm believer in that, you know, but not everybody sees uh, families function that way. And that's all right. Um, I am the only man in our family. And so I do have um, certain experiences in my life that, some of my father's like uh, characteristics come out naturally just because that's ingrained in me. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I also want to be open to the other sides of myself as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I never, ever, ever want to speak or pretend that I know what it's like to be a mother or, you know, be a wife or have to live in this world as a woman. Like I, I don't know what that's like, you know? And I think the thing that, did change like completely opened my eyes was watching this person go through creating and delivering our child. And that was just like, Oh my God, like you're amazing. You're incredible. And I could never do that. So um, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but again, that, again, I, I say all that to say that for me, um, it's not about, um, how masculine you feel, how, how feminine you feel. You're, you're a human being, no matter, no matter what. And um, you're, you're on this earth, you're alive for a reason. So let's, let's just play. Let's just live. Um, mm. So to me, it's not that important of who's what, like you're a woman, I'm a man, uh, you're a person and I'm a person. And so I just want to make sure I'm really clear about that, that to me, none of that stuff really matters. <laughs> It just comes with who I am today. <laughs>
No, I love that. And I think it's, I've, I've noticed that about your guys' relationship over the years. And honestly, like, just think it's incredible because I think that with your guys's, you know, um, lifestyle of being all over the world, literally like traveling everywhere, every single culture that you can be around, like languages, like you guys have those kind of values together. And it's, it's like, I've seen you guys too, where it's like, you mentioned when one person's up, when one person's down, like you guys are both there. It's not up to one or the other to, you know, do anything. And I think that that's, I don't know, like as with you guys having that, like that is partnership, right? Where you talk things through mm-hmm. and um, being able to elevate each other in in a really impactful way. I don't know. I think it's amazing. Do you have anything that you want to say at all, Abby? You don't have to, but I'm just curious your thoughts. Um, no, I think he's a great husband. I think he's a great dad. I think he's a great leader. And yeah, I, I, I agree. Oh, <laughs> you guys going to kiss now? That's the best. <laughs> I love it. Uh, she's amazing. got lipstick on now. <laughs> I actually put on makeup today, which never happens. Uh, so yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So you guys have traveled the whole world, like I said, and the cultures and everything. And that I'm sure has like broadened your eyes like crazy and probably has created, you know, different beliefs of even why you make certain decisions or why you want Stella to be around all different types of people and things like that. So what, what's that been like, like going around the world? What are some of the maybe stories that you've heard that have changed your own life or things that you're like, whoa, that person has transformed me and I want to live my life that way. Like I would love to hear some, because I think that's how we learn the most is through these type of experiences. Mm -hmm. And if, if people are willing to be open to that, I think you have almost like this, this gold, like this treasure chest, you know, of experiences in life. So we'd just love to hear. I can't think of any specific stories yet. They'll probably come to me as we're speaking, but I think my, my initial thought is that, um, you know, the more we travel and really like engage in the communities we're in, Mm -hmm. it's very, very clear that every single person has their very own perspective on life. Mm. And my way isn't the right way or the wrong way. Your way is the same, you know? And I think the more that you're out there, meeting people, learning about them, listening to them, experiencing Mm -hmm. what they experience, eating the food that they eat, which totally, um, I think it's just very clear that, you know, all of our perspectives are are our own way of the life, you know, the life that we've lived Mm -hmm. and they're all special and right in their own ways. And I just think that it really opens your eyes to understanding and loving people better Mm. when, you know, you can accept each perspective just as they are. And, um, and it's really important to us that that's why we love bringing our daughter around Mm -hmm. to all these places with us. Like, it's not just Eric and I, it's Mm -hmm. also Stella is very involved in, in what we do. And I think that that's like our a huge priority to us is to open her eyes to just meeting different people of the world. I really think that that is like, I think that could heal <laughs> so many things, so many things. Totally. Yeah. I think it like touches on communication, right? Mm-hmm. It's like information, communication are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
having information on, you know, you can learn about it through a documentary or like when I was growing up through books and images. Um, but until we actually got to go there and get our hands in the community and literally pick up and eat some of those foods and, you know, speak different languages. And it just kind of does something to your brain. You get that hands-on experience, like, uh, you know, stay in the same house as another family from those, you know, communities, not just go to another place and, uh, and go stay in a hotel that's familiar to you, but getting yourself out of your own comfort and stepping into the shoes in, in place of other people really, you know, broadens that empathy and, mm. and humanizes a lot of people in other ways. Mm. Also stretches you as an individual of like what you're used to as what you think is normal or common sense isn't bring that up. so <laughs> common, you know, because that's just common sense for your part of the world or your location. But I think so many mishaps or clashes or challenges that we come across in the world is based on fear and that's just because we don't know Unknown, yeah and mm. that's you know we want to control but once we step across those boundaries that are imaginary lines that are here these lines don't actually exist yeah. there's just you know security there to make sure nothing shady's going on but um I think once you step across and you're in those places to communicate and engage with other cultures and fear goes away, then there's room for information to grow on both sides. And I think that's such a magical thing. And once the more people start doing that and understanding and getting out of our own comfort and uh, explore a little bit more, then mm -hmm. I think, um, I think there's some really cool possibilities to see where we can all go together as uh, humanity. Totally. Oh gosh, here we go. I'm preaching again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm all about it because it's 1000% true. Like I'm, I'm even like, Hey, if you don't want to go to college, fine, just go travel, put yourself out there because you're going to learn and grow the most ever. And like getting out of your comfort zone, like you said, is very uncomfy. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, if we're coming across somebody, and I, I know you know this also in your work, I'm sure that this like plays into, you know, being an educator and dancing and creating like this whole movement and everything that you're up to where it's like to really connect with the human, right? And like, you can't do that if there's like these barriers of, oh, different beliefs or different ways of being or whatever, if that's just there, like there's no real actual connection because there's a wall mm -hmm. just like you said mm -hmm. the on the map it doesn't exist but we create the thing so mm -hmm. what do you think abby of like getting out of your comfort zone like how do you think that being open to these cultures and getting out of your comfort zone has helped you even in your own life as well as you know with the work that you guys actually get to do i think it's just really broaden my it's opened my eyes I mean I grew up in a uh, like a suburb of Detroit and mm -hmm. I spent I spent my first 17 years there and I knew what was normal there and you know everything was just very normal for me um I didn't get to go out and experience a lot of a lot of new things new people all of that until I um 
you know, moved out and got to kind of took that on as our career. And yeah, I just feel like my eyes have been opened and um, it all, it's been all positive. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the, the overall thing is there's no, like, I, my thoughts are kind of scattered with this right now, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's good. I'm it's- scattered. I'm scattered. I know it can go in so many ways. Yeah. 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 But I think about like, I'm almost like envisioning like even you guys being um, educators, right. Or creatives and you're Mm -hmm. with a bunch of types of people. And sometimes it's like, Oh, well, how, why would I listen to them? Right. Like they don't, they don't know me. They don't relate to me. They don't know my background. Like how could they, you know, come in here and try to teach me or whatever. And I, but I feel that there is a level of, um, once you build that connection and let go of the wall, it's almost like it, like we feel like family, you know, we feel like this collective and it's like, we want to learn from each other and we want to do this together. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, so yeah, I'm just curious, like, and, and maybe Eric, you know, or Abby, either way, like how maybe you've just experienced that from all over the world. Like, were there ever any like tension moments? And then it was like, oh, wow, like we just need to have like a human to human connection here. I feel so I'm going to chime in back again because I do now. I'm all like, oh, yeah, I got it. OK, connect the dots. Um, but I will say I, I really believe as like an educator, choreographer, director, all the things that we got to be it is very much not a, I'm coming in to teach you. Mm-hmm. I believe that the best, the best connection is when we're there to like embrace each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel, and I truly, truly, even the more that I do it, like, I feel like I'm more inspired by the people I get to stand in front of, which helps me to like, to um, have a better communication as far as dance or choreography or whatever it is it's very much the effort between the two, as opposed to me walking in and being like, here's what you're going to do, you know? And I think that's something that like, I think I learned that from our mentors who are in the young Americans, Bill and Robin. I think it's just about stepping into a space and kind of like feeling out what is, what is the space? How are the people in the space? How can we commune together Mm -hmm. to make something better than what it is, you know, than what Mm -hmm. we stepped into. And mm-hmm. so I think it's very much a a co-effort between the students and the teacher. I don't even yeah. feel like I'm a teacher. Right, <laughs> Just like right. leading the energy, I guess, in the room. Yeah. Bill always said, um, shout out to Bill, love this man, um, and Robin. Uh, Bill always said, like, everybody wants to feel accepted. So you, if you're the one who takes that first initial risk to let the other person know, I see you, I hear you, I accept you, then that opens up space for creation or play to happen or growth or connection. And so once that initial like knowledge of like uh, um, a notion of like, I see you, I accept you. And that can be in any way you find something in common with that other person. You know, for me, the catalyst is always hip hop dancing or hip hop culture. Um, I step into a lot of other cultures that maybe that's a foreign thing to them, you know? Um, and so just sharing a little bit of uh, love of that or dance and we can find common ground that way. Um, but I did want to touch it back on something like, did we ever come across a situation where there was like a, a, 
a clash. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, being an American to another country faced a lot of like, hey, <laughs> get out of here, you know? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of that. Um, oh, wow. Once all of that was kind of out of the way and they just saw me for me, just me being a human and for who I am and like my personality came through, then there was uh, room and space for connection. But once that label of like, oh, this dude's an American coming in our country, once that was removed and we worked past that, then there was um, opportunity for growth and connection there. So I think, yeah, that personally, I remember vividly so many times of stepping into various countries and having that label on me, like this guy's an American, he's coming over here to bring, you know, his mm -hmm. American ideas over here. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Yo, let's just, let's just hang out for a little bit and let's I know. Like, you know, have some fun. Together. Yeah. I feel that too, even with, you know, the service work I do all over the world or like living here in Spain where like, to be honest, I don't like saying that I'm American because it, you know, can have, I don't know, whatever people's thoughts are, but it's like, whatever your connotation is, again, I love being an American. I really do. And it's, it's just, okay. I think if all of us see each other as humans and we all have common ground and we all have a story, just like we're sharing right now, we all have failures and setbacks and challenges, and we have amazing things to offer each other, then, I mean, this world would be a very different place, but it does take, it takes that thing. Like we go through life. And I know you mentioned earlier, it was like, oh yeah, a certain thing could trigger us, right? Like we all have triggers in life and, um, somebody could come our way and then all of a sudden there's a wall up and maybe it wasn't us, but it was their experience of something from the past. And so anyway, it's just interesting how no matter what, like, it's like, okay, even in dance, you know, like it happens or whatever. And so, yeah, that, I, uh, that was, that was interesting to hear. Yeah. One of the things that I always kind of say, cause you know, um, I've, I'm proud to be American too. And even though I've spent the past, you know, X number of years traveling and I'm like, Oh, I can relate to so many different cultures. Like my, even my upbringing, I come from my makeup is so many different cultures all in one thing too. So I feel like that's where I can uh, have a little bit of experience and communication with that. Um, but I was like with hip hop, that's like one of the first, genres of dance that is homegrown right in the United States, right over there in New York, in the Bronx, like not even 50 years ago, this past year in 2023 was celebration of hip hop's existence, you know, uh, happy birthday. Way. So half a century, this stuff's been around. Um, and most of the creators and originators are still alive like today. So wow. um, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's very, it's super American. And I'm like, let's go share that around the world as well but, um you know once they hear that american sometimes it's like but 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 the music you love is american too so <laughs> so anyway yeah that's amazing that's amazing that any women women out there right now that you have a desire so deep in your heart that you want to bring to the world and you don't really know what it is yet but you're so ready for it or you're a woman that already has a business you have a nonprofit, you have a project that you already have into the world that is bringing purpose and you want to expand that i have the dreams to reality mastermind that is starting so soon and this is for you so it is a six month long container and we go from the very beginning of dreaming into the actual reality of 
either taking that dream to impact the world or taking what you already have and expanding it. And uh, incredible community. We're going through the ins and outs of your internal world, healing, as well as empowering you to be the most aligned version of yourself through your body, mind, heart, spirit. And we actually go through all the business principles. So it's half personal coaching, half business coaching of how to actually start, launch, expand that business. And so it's a play-by-play and it's absolutely incredible. So you can reach out to me, jessdahl.com, or you can go to my Instagram at jessdahl, D-A-H-L with an underscore and reach out because it starts so soon. We have a few spots left. And if this resonates, would love for you to be in it because you have such an incredible purpose on this planet. If you've had a dream in your heart, this is for you. If you know that you're made for more, this is for you. If you're stuck and you feel like, ah, it's just not expanding to the way that I desire, this is for you. And it's time to do this with incredible women that care about you. Yeah. No, I love it. What keeps you guys going like through, I mean, I know you brought up your faith, but like what keeps you going with, with like the creative arts, right? And with keeping going in in your passions like this, like both of you guys, it's neither of you guys have, you know, stepped out, you guys are still in it. And so I'm just curious, like, is that because you're just so passionate about it? Is it because I don't know, like what keeps you driving? What keeps you driven? I think we probably have different answers for this one. Sure. And I think for me, he's like buying out. Uh, <laughs> for me, I, I truly have a, a deep, deep love of, um, like choreography and um, instructing. I, I don't know if teacher, dance teachers. Yeah, anyway, I, I, I love being in the space with a group of artists and there's like always in the creation process, there's like this whole, it's like a roller coaster to me, right? There's like the highs and lows within the process, but I think like the, moving out of like a kind of a lull or not really knowing what to do and kind of finding that like that ladder up to like this high point in the creation process with you and a group of people and like getting to that like flow moment where everybody is just like feeling it and like to me it is like the biggest high I would say if if I were ever an addict it would be for that I'm addicted (laughs) to like that group like we got this like yeah, we've created something together and everyone just feels uplifted and empowered and strong and confident. And to me, like that feeling, which I think I could say in like each kind of process I go through with whomever I'm working with, there's Mm -hmm. always a moment of that within the process. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like trudge, 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 this is hard, we can't figure it out. And then there's like a, like that pinnacle moment. I'm addicted to that. And I love it so much. And And I think that's why I keep doing it because I love like selfishly, I love that feeling for myself, but also I love in a space where all of us, whomever's in the room is just like buzzing off that, you know? And, and I love when people feel encouraged and confident and like, Mm -hmm. so to be a part of that for me is like, it's the best. That's huge. I mean, I think about that too, because I mean, dance and all the things that you're talking about, like the collective coming together and maybe you're, you're going through your own personal journey of trying to even just do the dance move or you're too in your head. I know I get way too in my head. I don't know what I'm doing. I just love to move. And, but 
when you just like feel this, oh my gosh, like we made it. I did it. Whether it's yourself collectively, if there's something that's just so healing, like it actually like heals you and like your body, your nervous system, like your, your mind into from impossibility to, to possibility. And even in, um, in the work that we do with those that have been through a lot of like traumatic experiences, bringing in movement has been like a huge thing, like for them, for like freedom, for liberation, for them, like activating joy for like the, the play that you talk about when, and then when we're in a group and like one is cheering each other on. So I've just noticed that it's like, it is, it's just powerful. It's potent. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel that that's incredible. What about you, Eric? By the way, I love watching you dance. Oh, you're so <laughs> every time I've seen you dance, you're like, like, it's like joy is just like shooting out of every direction of you. Oh, and I love it. It's like what most dance, dance. <laughs> the most dance teachers like try to teach the dancers like, okay, you have the technical side, you have got all your skills homes. Okay, so now let's bring this dance to life. And it's that aspect of it, like engaging the emotion or like bringing out, you know, when you're storytelling, you want to bring out that character. Sometimes there's a disconnect because we're so attached to all the technicalities of it. Like, okay, I look clean. Am I hitting it? Is my finger this way or this way? But like seeing like some of your posts of like, you're just like liberation, right? You want the audience to feel that when someone's presenting that. So Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think sometimes you can't really teach it. (laughs) Totally. And that's the thing too, where, for example, somebody's like, like, I guess like anybody moving, it's like they, anybody can be a dancer, right? Like, I know I have people that are Mm -hmm. like, oh, are you a dancer? And I'm like, definitely not. And I'm like, but I love dancing. But yeah. (laughs) How do you explain that? Like, how does, you know, there's tons of people out there that are like, I could, I do not know how to do what you guys do. And I really wish that I could. And I went to this hip hop class a couple of weeks ago and um actually after my accident i couldn't dance until it was was it two weeks ago no a week and a half ago i finally i was at the gym and was just like moving and literally that's when i felt like the most like myself in the past almost two months so just to say that what you guys do is really powerful because i was just like oh my gosh like i even like teared up i did a little video maybe i'll send it to you later abby but um but then side note if you're going to do that again, uh, feel like you want to dance, uh, Jacob Collier, any of his, oh, turn on his music. yeah, just turn his music on and go. So okay. I did, yeah. I did it recently too, since super healing. So, oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. Jacob yeah. Collier, we're doing it. Yeah. But then maybe it was the next day I go to this hip hop class. And, um, I mean, I showed up and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just letting you know, like, I'm just here to have a good time. I will look like an idiot, yeah. but I'm here. And I would even go to like the playground in LA, by the way. And was like, <laughs> girl, I know I'm <laughs> the worst of everyone, but it was like, I had the best time. Um, but anyway, it was so funny because he was getting into all the technicality and I for sure was like, okay, I can move if I like to the beats, I I can move my body, but like just getting the choreography is like, I'm just getting out of the head and into the body, but it's like trying to get the movements first and then being able to embody it is so difficult. So I'm like, you guys are freaking incredible. (laughs) Yes. That's something that I still work on. That's something that, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a never ending process, I think. 
Okay, so what what is something for people to know if like they want to get into choreography, for example, and not like beat themselves up? Like, what do they have to remind themselves in the process? It's a muscle that you're working out. Learning choreography is a muscle. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. But, and this guy can speak to that. This, actually, you should answer this question. This is. Nope, you're doing great. <laughs> it's, just, it's a muscle. Just like when you go and you're doing bicep curls, tricep dips, whatever, the str- you're going to get stronger by continually doing that. And it's the same way with choreography. You're trying to connect, you know, what's being taught to your body. And it's, that, that's all it is. It's repetition and just building that muscle. The more you do it, I've seen it firsthand for years and years and years, people will say, Oh, I'm really bad at picking up choreography mm-hmm. or like, you know, come as a freestyler. Again, this is why you should answer this, but as a freestyler and like you, Jess, you're a freestyler, yeah. you can hear music and move to it and your body will tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But then when someone tells you what to put on your body, it's like putting on an outfit that just, mm-hmm. just is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? So, and then, and then on the flip side of that, someone like me who was, in a studio being taught exactly how to move my body Mm. technique being taught exactly how that's how I have received information. And now I go and stand, you know, go to someone like you and try to release my, my mind out of how I'm moving my body and just go straight to the heart. It's also a muscle that needs to be worked. Mm. I can't just step into a freestyle session and feel comfortable. I have to continually work at releasing my mind telling my arms what to do you know so it's the same thing on the on the flip side oh wow every every dance class is different every genre is going to be different so once you've felt like you've got a hang of this you know type of okay i'm getting choreography now i've been going i've been going and you go take another instructor's class and you're like oh my gosh, I, I suck. You know, <laughs> your body just doesn't know. You haven't trained it to, you're putting on something new every single time. Like, yeah. I don't know this groove, but I'm going to work at this groove until mm. I get it right. And then I got it. Okay, great. And then you go take a class and you're like, I don't know that groove. I got to work on that groove. But you just keep adding all of those little tools to your belt and then you can whip them out at any point so um is mm. they always tell young dancers aspiring dancers take as many styles and disciplines as you can unless you just want to stick with the one and that's your goal and that that's great but mm-hmm. like we're talking about you're going to other cultures learning different languages mm-hmm. same thing with dance you're putting on different languages this yeah. is mm-hmm. all right hip-hop alone is got it's its own umbrella right you've got tutting right you've got crumping or well crumps a little bit outside but you've got popping you've got breaking um, you've got all these different elements that have been categorized animation you know some house even you know now we're getting out there but um, there's so many different styles of movement that fall under one category same thing with if you go to a dance studio and that's your upbringing you're going to take ballet you're going to take jazz But again, there's variations of different types of ballet because human beings came at one point and said, this is the proper way to hold your posture or hold your arm out this way. Where another person in another country said, no, it's this way. (laughs) So 
it depends on where you go around the world. It's all, you know, it's just you're moving your body in different ways to music. Mm. So I think if you have that essence of liberation when you hear and you're reacting to the sounds that you're hearing, that's that's dance. And mm -hmm. anybody can do it, right? Mm -hmm. I can do it like this. Yeah. <laughs> the finger. We got the finger dance going. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, well, okay. A couple things, um, Abby, because you even mentioned about like, it's almost like working a muscle going from like your head to your heart. So I'm curious your guys' thoughts, because I, I feel like there's such like a mind, body, spirit, heart connection to movement in general. And so I want to hear, you know, from you guys, like being in it for so long, like what you think about that? Like, I, like, do you think that you know, it, it is all connected. Um, I don't, yeah, just curious and how that is like 100%. Through, movement and through dance. A hundred percent. I feel like dance is one of the most like primal ways of communication. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's why I love it because I feel like I can express myself better through moving than I can through my words. And I think that's why I was so drawn to it in the first place mm -hmm. is it just helped me to kind of release more. Let me get something off my chest. Let me dance it out. Okay. I feel better. Like, so yeah, totally. Yes. Mm, I love yes. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, go ahead. No, I've, I've spoken enough. Oh, <laughs> say it. I'm done. We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> oh, I was just going to touch on. Yeah. Nonverbal communication. I I'm a firm believer that dance should be taught in schools like part of the curriculum elementary you know you have got physical exercise or physical activity as a class but uh dance music those arts educations that people have taken the funding out of um you know unless your school offers those kinds of things and they have that sort of funding then congratulations you you get an open opportunity at learning other ways of communicating. Mm -hmm. But if you don't go to a school like that, that you're missing out on so much fundamental. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just understanding yourself. It's that mm -hmm. connection, right? You're not just going and memorizing. Sure. You can take a class and memorize the movement, just like you would for a test. You memorize all the answers for a test. Mm -hmm. But when you have that, those dance classes are basically teaching you how to understand yourself outside of this 2d two-dimensional space into like okay three-dimensional and now i have you know you've got topography but now you've got distance and space and time that's all in tune with music and those sounds vibrating and echoing you know there's so much that goes on with a simple dance class that mm -hmm. we just say oh, okay no we're just gonna run the mile and we're good totally yeah and yeah. as well as like when you're doing so for ourselves it's like that I love that point that you brought up about you learn so much about yourself, like with every movement, with every breath. Like I know with myself and, you know, talking about faith, it's like, I think it's a, also a beautiful way to come closer to God like whatever people believe, but this place of like, oh my gosh, like my body is incredible. I get to like move and breathe and like all this, you know, maybe things that have been inside of me, like being able to unlock that. And, um, and also then when you're with people, then to your point of communication, it's like, oh my gosh, 
it's like you, I think we get so caught up again with words and like our minds that we can communicate through our energy. And Mm -hmm. sometimes like we're too afraid to maybe say something or we don't know how to express it, but then you start moving in some sort of way. And that brings even more like connection and intimacy. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just amazed by it. I'm just like, Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I think that we should be doing it in schools and all over the place. Okay. I, again, I'm super passionate about this, right? So I know. Tell, tell one us. One more thing that you touched on. So in connection to your spirit and your faith, for me, uh, I grew up in, you know, non-denominational Christian churches where we have an experience connection with music on a weekly basis where we go to uh, what we call worship session or worship experience where that's just, you know, a connection to a higher source or to yourself, to the music that's happening. We're reacting to those sounds in that ambiance, you know, the production is great, whatever, however the, the church functions or however you worship, everybody does it differently. But that state of nirvana that you can get to for me is so closely associated with dance in the space of, for me, a a freestyler, or when you're so in the flow of your choreography and you're bringing that emotion, that passion, that spirit, that the essence of who you are and that identity to the dance. Mm -hmm. I think that is a form of worship. There's, there's a, the performers, that touch the lives of the audience and captivate everybody and can hold people like that are the ones who know it's not about them. There's no ego involved in it whatsoever. Actually, it's the opposite where they've completely removed themselves from the experience that's happening and the divine has now come and shared this engagement. There is this like, synergy that happens when you're in that flow if you're performing or if you're just dancing for yourself and there is no audience Mm -hmm. but when there happens to be an audience and people get to experience that your your goosebumps go up because there's i believe there's a higher source of power that's at play that's Mm -hmm. allowing that three-way connection Mm. piece of you is being connected to the observer and they're receiving and also probably giving back as well with their energy and that two-way connection is happening. But then there's that, that other thing that's, you know, that we, we don't know, we haven't learned about yet. That other source, that higher power that's at play. And that just is going one, two, three, one, two, three over. And that makes for incredible memories, moments. That's where inspiration is born that's, you know, you see somebody do that and you're like, wow, okay, cool. Now I'm inspired. Now that's left an imprinted feeling on me forever. Mm-hmm. And that lives in your memory. So to me, yeah, this, that, that word worship, I, I think there's a connection there when people are in that dance nirvana state, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think this just now made me think, Jess, I'm not exactly sure who the people who listen to your podcast are, but I will say if they're not all like dancers, whatever that means, right. If they're not all dancers, I still think like it might just be a cool experiment or exercise Mm -hmm. to even, you know, go into a room by yourself. If you want, turn on a song that 
you really like and just see, like kind of let yourself go a little bit and see how your body moves to it. Mm-hmm. And some people might feel like super weird at first. Cause sometimes it is kind of like vulnerable, even when you're by yourself. But I think just kind of like using that as a tool or exercise, honestly, I think it's super just a healthy way of releasing and like totally. even getting to that state he's talking about. There's just like this beautiful, like connection, I think that can happen yeah. regardless of your experience as a mover. You know what I mean? Yeah, so totally. I don't know. I just think that might just even be like a fun Oh, 100% for all of us, any of us. Yeah. Everybody be challenged. I know when we get off this podcast, I'm going to just I'm inspired. Yeah. I want to like dance, <laughs> I wanna, you know, I want to dance. I want to be in my flow. I want to, um, and, and to your point too, it is such, it's a healthy release. And I think that that as well, where people will go straight to, you know, whatever other addictions, whatever they might be. Um, but like movement does so much, like it, it releases, chemicals that need to be released. It releases traumas that need to be released. Like the body keeps score. There's stuff that's stuck all the time. Like, you know, what if you took your anger out and moved your body or like just frustrations or sadness Mm or, (laughs) you know, it's stuff. And I know that I have to do it because I'm like, I'm not a great person right now. I'm going to go move my body. And, but I loved what you also said. So anyway, challenge for everybody listening. And then I also loved what you said, Eric, because it makes me think of um, just in general in life. Like we talked earlier about people want to be accepted and they want to know that they, you know, belong and that they matter and all that stuff. And so if, if, you know, no matter what it is, whether you're, um, you're out speaking in front of an audience or you are dancing in front of an audience and doing a performance or you're teaching, it doesn't matter. But if, if really you think you're the one that is going to shift the room, like you yourself in your ego, it's just not going to work and it's not going to land for people. And I think that's the biggest thing of like embodiment. It's like actually embodying what you believe. And like, if you want people to feel inspired by your dance or you want people to feel inspired by your words or you want people to feel inspired by whatever it's like how can you get out of your own way like you leave the situation and again doesn't matter your beliefs like let god work through you higher power work through you so then that way it's actually reaching the masses because with us ourselves we can't do a whole lot and so i i i feel that that's like a like a big thing that if people got, because it makes me sad going places and there's so much potential and such incredible people yet at the same time, you don't, you really don't feel it because there's something about them still there and in the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Just that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. that human part, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I remember I was in a leadership training once and here I was thought I had it all together, you know? And, um, cause I used to just be able to like step into a room and talk about anything like whatnot and totally easy, fine. Didn't scare me. And there was some activity, it was all experiential, but there was some sort of activity that we had to like express through expression our like deepest passion and like there was something that we had in our our minds and our hearts of what we cared about in the world like our biggest vision you know 
and mission. And anyway, I, I remember doing the exercise and, <laughs> and if we like got it, everybody got up and did like a standing ovation and I like did it and everybody just like stared <laughs> and I got nothing. And I was like, wait, didn't I do good guys? <laughs> like, no. no. And I'm like, okay. So I tried again and again, and I think it might've been like four, four or five times I had to redo it. And the, the leader lady was like, Jess, I know that you are capable of a lot and, um, but you don't like to be vulnerable. Do you? And I was like, no, I don't. And she was like, we want to feel what is really inside of you. Like we know it's there, but Mm -hmm. like tap in from your head to your heart. And at the time I didn't really get it, but with time, I finally got it. And now I don't actually know how to do the opposite. I don't, I I can't go back to the way that I was like, now it's just more, you know, it just like flows because now when you understand that it's, even if it's not in your head, like this is about me, there's still like an essence inside of you that you're making it about you, even if you don't know. So anyway, I just feel that there's those places where each one of us can kind of look at our life and, and, and really kind of sink in and be like, okay, what, what does that look like to truly all the things like deep in my heart? Like, how can I express that to the world? And then, and it, and it truly be about them and that's it. And I just think this world will change, like as people start to embody that more. So, yeah, yeah, I to- I totally relate to you on so many levels there. And I think for me, it's being vulnerable. Like, no way, no way. I hate it, you know. But if I'm stepping into a leadership position where I'm going to be asking the people that I'm working with to get vulnerable and open up and feel something. Mm-hmm. I have no choice if I want to stay there and be, uh, you know, impactful. Like mm-hmm. I need to do that for myself. And so, you know, to go along with what you're saying, I have been on that same journey too. Mm-hmm. And I think I can feel kind of that shift mm-hmm. of getting to the point where I'm able to stand in front of a room and, and just open myself up, which is very scary and very difficult for me, which sounds like it was kind of that for you too. But but I notice a difference in the classroom or the setting Mm -hmm. when I allow myself to just be like, okay, here I am Mm -hmm. with all my insecurities, with all my everything. Mm -hmm. And I think just, you're right. Like, I agree that just opening up and getting rid of rid of that, like about me thought, which is just like being insecure about yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Just letting go of that really, it does. It changes the atmosphere for Mm -hmm. sure. So I totally relate to what you're saying there. Yeah. So good. I, th- I think that so, makes us better leaders. Yeah, it does. It really does. It makes us better leaders. Cause that's what, you know, people do feel that deep connection. They want to be connected to that. They feel more seen and that they can trust you. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like, I definitely used to think that like, people won't want to follow if I don't have that together. If I really, if, if they really knew, if they really knew, yeah. you know, and yeah. if, of course, that's why it took so long to even share certain things. But I think at the end of the day, even with, yeah, if if each one of us, it's like we want to make an impact in any kind of way, um, show up, show up from the heart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's good. What a, so I would, I do want to hear how 
the AE Creative Center came to be because I know you, you talked about during COVID and and then obviously had to shift everything. And if you could share what the AE Creative Center is, because what's so cool is you have such an incredible community from all over the world, like literally at the whole world's fingertips, that the things that we talked about here and more, people from all over the world get to experience. So if you could tell us a little bit more, one about what it is, and then what is like the big vision behind all of it? Sure. Um, Yeah. So we were, you know, hosting these classes on Instagram and Facebook and, and um, every Saturday and, you know, it was our job. So we wanted to be of service, like all these students and people that we would travel around and um, engage with yearly now everybody's at home nobody gets to dance nobody gets to do what they love Mm -hmm. so how can we still provide that service we're taking donations and we're like also um you know not just for us and our livelihood but also we're going to take some a portion of those donations and donate that to like local food bank or for people who are out of a home or you know everybody went on hard times at that time so like we're not the only ones going through this what what can we do to kind of just share. And then it got us thinking of like, okay, not just us hosting classes too, but like, you know, we have tons of incredible friends that have great gifts and talents that we'd love to see share that. So Abby had a really cool idea. She's like, what if we just did like connect our friends together with these people that we know all over the world and got to have them meet or like connect or engage. And it's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So from that, we were like, all right, let's start putting this together. We reached out to a bunch of friends and we're like, all right, let's connect. Um, Zoom started blowing up. Um, and we held like Zoom events for, you know, private events for people that signed up and started introducing them to these incredible teachers. And then um, I was like, yeah, because, you know, little Timmy in Alaska has got to meet this instructor over here because they would be so dope. And that, that person could, you know, really make some magic happen. And, and from that, you know, uh, years later, here we are in 2024, we decided to take that, um, and build off of it. So, um, ideas to connect our friends, essentially like people that have you, are, you <laughs> world-class <laughs> people. <laughs> well, that's like the key word, right? We're all artists. Everybody is an artist in their own way. We're all creative, but we want to connect these world-class artists to other aspiring artists. And, and at the age range, you know, we try to stick to like 13 plus, like PG 13, whatever. Um, but uh, essentially we want to give everybody access to connect with these individuals so that they can connect and, and also elevate their skills. But it starts with the human first. It starts with the person first. That's why you are a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called the AE Training Center is what we said. We are, we've created our business, business name is AE Creative. And a part of that is a program called the AE Training Center, which are, which we host um, for studios, dance, music, acting, and wellness. And that is for the performing artists. So if you call yourself or you find yourself in that label of, yes, I'm a performer or I aspire to be a performer or I was a performer or I'm, you know, just wanted to continue to take my skills and hone in on that. 
again, it starts with you first, but then you can elevate that. And there's opportunity there. So um, we took that concept, created an online platform from it, um, pre-recorded tutorials that are available on demand at any time. Um, and that's, you know, what we're promoting now. We're just starting to get the marketing going for that. So, um, yeah, that's, it's really cool. We, we've got genres, all kinds of genres in dance. We've got nearly uh, almost uh, 50 classes uploaded on there right now. Uh, we even got a class about Japanese. You know, we've got these singers who are teaching um, Japanese. And yeah, so if you want to learn how to sing, if you want to learn how to play an instrument, if you want to songwrite, uh, do some uh, writing some songs, go for it. If you want to uh, get some workout in, if you want to do some yoga, if you just need a meditation session and reconnect with yourself, Jess is there for you. I just well. took your yoga class maybe four days ago. <laughs> yeah, I did. I've done it multiple times now. That's amazing. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Go ahead. And oh, I do want to, I do want to say it's not just Eric and I, we have an awesome team who's like, like we couldn't do any of what we do without the support of our network mm. period. We have an amazing tech team, amazing crew, amazing. Like everybody that, that is a part of it is just know it's, it's not, just what you see here we're just the faces but it is there's so many amazing amazing people that that need to be recognized that, that help with this so yeah. i just wanted to put that out there and too. i can attest to that when when i went to yes. the um the what do we call it the videoing when we we're recording and yeah. <laughs> i was doing the, the yoga and the meditation session i even had one of the guys do the session and he was like crying like felt so good uh, and like the whole yeah. crew was like incredible set it up so well and all the classes like i i've i've looked through it now are unbelievable and i mean i literally can't wait until this whole thing is out and you know everybody can get their hands on it and take classes anytime that they want to and express themselves and all the ways that we even talked about is like it doesn't matter whether you're a beginner or you're you know like advanced like there's something for you so what yeah. what do you want to add anything abby to like what you're excited about for people to get their hands on this i mean i i think it's i think it's it's nice especially for a lot of the communities that maybe don't have like access to going and training a lot of varieties or you know have like a, a studio that um a, a lot of the studios that we work in have really really great instruction don't get me wrong but i think it's nice to have that variety mm -hmm. um of learning especially like what we were talking about with the choreography and things like that so i think what we're what we're offering just it just provides more access mm -hmm. to training for, for people who want it, you know? Mm -hmm. And yes, so we have beginner classes, intermediate, advanced. Um, and, and we really want to provide that for, for whomever, if it's someone who's just trying to like dip their toe into the arts and doesn't want to step into like a physical dance class yet or a physical music class or like go to a yoga class yet, then this I think probably is the place to start. Or we also have a lot of, um, like young adults who have transitioned from, I used to dance at a studio and now I don't really have anywhere to go. And I don't know like how to kind of find, I think a lot of our classes are also geared toward, toward that person as well. So, and that's what we're going to like try to continue building to, to offer that to, to people like that. So yeah, I mean, a lot of, uh, of our younger students, like the middle school to high school age range, um, they use it for like college prep, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're used to their instructor at home 
but then this is a little taste of getting familiar with a new space or a new instructor in other ways. So yeah, it, um, I'm really excited about getting some of the acting classes up there because it's an ever-growing catalog. So once yeah. you're signed up, and all of them, it's just going to keep on flowing, keep on rolling, and you'll get to meet some some pretty amazing uh, people. And again, it's this is multicultural, so it's not just American instructors. This is going to be all kinds of uh, people mm -hmm. from various countries. So we just want to connect everybody. You know, let's all start speaking multiple languages here, right? Yeah. <laughs> so good so, oh, and, and this then, i yeah sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say is so is this like it what's like the bigger vision if there is one like do you see this expanding in any kind of other direction like what do you see what do we want yeah that this is just the launching off point this is a starting point this isn't uh and uh, something for accessibility so that anybody anywhere can do it on demand. But yes, eventually the idea is to, to do it virtually, connect people, um, but we want to do it in person. So uh, bringing some of these world-class instructors to you, wherever you are in the world. Uh, this summer, we had our first guinea pig session where we sent our one of our instructors, Danielson, out to Japan for the first time where he got to uh, teach a few workshops, work on a couple dance projects. Um, uh, and he was out there for about a week and a half and got to do a little bit of an exchange. Um, the American Korean guy from LA, uh, went out to Japan and, um, got to experience Japanese culture and, mm. and uh, yeah, it was cool. We share, share that. his love, um, of dance. And he taught some, he was in the movie, the greatest showman. So he was able to connect with some of the people who had seen that movie out there in Japanese and they like got to meet somebody from the movie. That was like a really cool, like, um, you know, he had, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, that was a cool moment. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Um, and then so, when, yeah. when does the center like take off? Like when can people sign up for it? So today is Friday the 9th. So in about two weeks time, next Friday, that is February 23rd. Let's go, February 23rd. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And listeners, go take Jess's class. She has two classes, two, yoga meditation. Yoga yeah. and meditation um, class. You yeah. don't want to miss it. So get no, on there so fun. like as soon as, yeah. as you jump in. Yeah, it's epic. So, okay. And then what... um. Wait, or is there anything else that you want listeners to know? Whether it be anything that you want to leave an impression on, any words of wisdom, any other thoughts? I'd say for me, I, I talk so much. I'm sorry. It's part Don't of apologize. Nature, We're here having a conversation. It's perfect. <laughs> um, I think in a space where it's easy to... Personally, again, you're talking about vulnerability to find like there's been moments of hopelessness and seeing what that is like and sitting in that and feeling that out for a while, giving some time and space for that um, while remaining with the idea that we've been placed on this planet with these people in this time for, you know, I think that's on purpose. I don't think that's by chance. So there's an opportunity here to live. That's it. Like, just live. You know, what's what's that about? For me, it's playing. And this is the way I play. 
And as long as I keep remembering that, like, all right, I'm either going to play by myself or I'm going to play with other people and figure out a way to, to share toys in the sandbox or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm a kid at heart and that's, that's where I stay. So I, I think it's just, I think choosing to view the world to say, yeah, let's live and let's play and, and that's okay. That's good. That's so yeah. good. Abby, do you want to say anything? I think, I don't know what the word process just keeps coming to mind. And I, I think that, you know, we're talking here today and sharing, you know, cool things about our lives and the things that we've done, but, but the process has been there. There's been a lot of highs and a lot of lows and it's not easy. And I think it's just, you know, it's easy to look at someone like you, Jess, and just be like, oh man, she's just like, got it going on. And you totally do. But like, I, I just, everybody needs to remember and be sensitive to that. There's a process to everything. And, and um, yeah, it, it, we are not free of the the highs and the lows and the, the troubles and the the doubts and the stresses, like that's all part of it. And I think as long as we're willing to move through that, then we'll all, you know, continue on and, and be good. Mm. Yeah. One little question to bounce on that. What's been one of the most um, challenging moments in, you know, the past few years that you also continue to have hope for, even though it's challenging and you're like in it, what's been one of those moments i got it one okay two three <laughs> go oh ahead, each go other no, no. working with each other is always it's like it's it's for our relationship it's not easy to navigate as we're both creatives yeah. so we have the same we have the same endpoint in mind but our way of getting there is completely different mm-hmm. every single time mm-hmm. every time we can't seem to like have the same path to getting to the solution. So I think it's having grace toward each other and being willing to compromise and being willing to stand up when you think that you really believe in something and be able to like have, be sensitive toward the other person when they're really strong in their beliefs and opinions. And so mm. honestly, it's, it's working together as a couple. That's so but good. would I change it? I don't think so. I don't think I would change it. That's good. I love that. You know, he okay. hears often from me. Often I say, you're just really hard to work with. He hears that from me a lot. Amazing. All right, everybody. Love it. And then where can people find you? Because they're they going to want to be in touch us. with all of you. Sure. They can find us on all social media platforms at AE Creative Arts with an S. That's at AE Creative <laughs> Arts. Or visit our website at www.aetrainingcenter.com. Again, that's aetrainingcenter.com. Like my radio voice? That was good. (laughs) Promotional video right here. Hello. Right. (laughs) That's so good. Okay, everybody go check them out. We merch too. There it is. Yes. I love that so much. So everybody go check them out. You're going to want to hop on to this whole center and you're going to want to keep in touch with them because they're amazing, amazing humans. And um, yeah, so be in touch with them. 
And truly, they are some of the inspiring people that I think we need to all look at, both um, as couples as well as individuals. And so if you ever want to go back, replay this. If you liked it, go ahead and share it with all of your friends. You can also subscribe and you can leave a review and that helps us so much. And yeah, go take go take my meditation class and yoga class. It's going to be epic. And anyway, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here and we'll see you at the next one.